0: Hey guys, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play podcast where I talk about buying, selling, managing, and financing small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, I have a fun video for you this week. Um, if you recall, a couple of months ago, maybe back in the spring, I made a video called Free Money from the Government to, for Your Business. And basically, someone had asked me a question about government business grants And I created a video where I gave some of my own experience in trying to go after or apply for some of these grants on behalf of some of my clients and for myself over the years. And I identified that there were certain buckets that they typically fell into. And just as a quick recap, um, what I have found over the course of time is that government agencies will typically create business grant money. So this is not a loan, it's money given away for free to a, a business that meets their criteria. And typically it, it falls into one of these categories and there's four general categories I've come up with. Um, helping specific groups of people. So for example, grants to women entrepreneurs or maybe Aboriginal groups in certain countries um, expanding the workforce. And that's one that, that me and clients here locally have used many times. The local government here has a, a workforce expansion program where if you add to the number of people on your payroll, the government will give you up to half their wages for an adjustment period, like 30 or 40 weeks. And what it can do for a small business is when you're growing from four to five people, that extra person on the payroll can be a huge burden and this can help smooth things out. And so obviously the government's interest there is in having more people working and so more people pay income tax, et cetera. They look at this small adjustment money as a good investment for their own coffers. Um, Developing trade. So, uh, I see a lot of grants where countries, national governments, want to increase the amount of stuff being shipped to other places because that'll help their balance of trade. So, exporting more goods. So, that's another area both in the development of products, but also in grants and subsidies in the form of things like receivables insurance, for example. So, I know a farmer who grows potatoes and he'll ship them to certain African countries. And the, there's a government agency that will insure his receivable. So if the, the buyer in that African country never pays the bill, he can make an insurance claim. And so that, in a roundabout way, is a government grant or activity that helps to facilitate his trade because his customers obviously would prefer to have time to pay rather than having to pay him cash before he ships the goods overseas. And then the last bucket or category that I see quite often is for companies to develop new technologies, new methodologies, et cetera. And <clears throat> in some of the example pages that I'm going to show you, uh, we're going to see some examples of these four categories. And I think, I think it's kind of fun, but now let me share my screen here. First of all, do if you haven't already, head on over to davidcbarnett.com. It's my blog site. And, uh, head down here on the left-hand side, and right here you'll see a subscribe to my mailing list. Fill this in and check off the areas that interest you uh, because every week and sometimes more often when I have ideas or, or different things come up, I'll send out emails, and if you're interested in, uh, in my topics, then then sign up for the email list. It's the, um, you know It's the only way you'll ever hear about any special offers that I might have from time to time. And it's the surest way to make sure that you don't miss any of my videos, contents, articles, blog posts, or miss hearing about my appearance on other podcasts and things like that. So one of the first fun emails that I got was this one um, from a viewer who was talking about the fact that Italy wants to give away more than a hundred castles, inns and monasteries for free. So, you know, where, what's, obviously this is a grant. You're going to get some property and a building Um, which sounds great, but obviously there is a catch. There's a reason why the government of Italy has ended up owning these historic properties. It's because the churches and the religious organizations, probably mostly, that used to run and own these things have had to give them up because they couldn't maintain them anymore. We're talking about ancient properties that probably need a huge amount of money to retrofit them, to make them into workable modern, efficient properties. And so what Italy wants to do is instead of having all these properties on its own list of assets, and and I would imagine they have some kind of heritage department, which is trying to preserve these properties, they probably have to spend a lot of money on maintenance and upkeep. So what they've decided to do is they're just going to give them away for free. And they're going to give them away to entrepreneurs to turn them into businesses. And it's part of a greater strategy, which is to develop these, um, here, I got a picture here to develop these pilgrimage routes, which are ancient, uh, I guess the ancient highways, maybe from the Roman times where pilgrims would come and visit, visit different religious sites. And there's a map here of Italy showing these different pathways. And so they, they want to develop these properties into businesses where they could be accommodations, restaurants, you know, places for cyclists to visit cafes, etc. So, In this example, um, there's kind of two things going on. Number one, the government of Italy is trying to offload what they now see as a liability, not an asset, because they probably would have to spend millions upon millions of of, uh, euros to try to fix these places up. And they don't have the budget in the public purse to do that. So they want the private sector to do it. But this is an example of export development, because while we don't often think of it as exporting, tourism is exporting because what happens is you are actually exporting an experience to someone from another country. So earlier this spring, my girlfriend and I, we went to Croatia. We visited a lot of ancient and historical properties. There was an old uh, Roman palace built for uh, a Diocletian, the, one of the few Roman emperors to have ever retired. So we went to go see Diocletian's palace and we spent money while we were there and we sp- spent money on food, we spent money on drinks, we spent money on uh, buying, you know, uh, souvenirs, and we spent money with the bus company and the coach company and the driver and all that kind of stuff. So they exported that experience to Canada because money went from Canada to Croatia in order for us to enjoy that experience. So tourism development is an export development, which again was one of the buckets that I, I said these government programs often try to address. Um, so if you're not interested in going to Italy to get a free castle, there are some other things. So I did a quick search. Fundera.com is an American website, which is all about business funding. And um, I've actually written blog posts that have appeared on their on their website before. So I've, I've crossed paths with Fundera a few times before. But in doing a general search, I came across this top small business grants in 2008 that Fundera is talking about. And you'll see here that There's government ones, but there's another different category of small business grants that we're seeing, uh, particularly in the States, is uh, from private foundations and from private companies, large companies wanting to give money away to small business. So on this page, it says we've compiled a list of 105 startup and small business grants. So number one, they start with the federal government. And again, innovation, research, new technology, national science, NASA. So again, these all firmly fall into the category of developing new technology, which of course is in the national interest because if uh, you know an American company develops a new technology, that's going to give them a trading advantage and they're going to be able to export that technology to other countries, which helps bring more money into the US, right? So this is the thinking of the people in government that they want to develop this stuff. So EPA, transportation, homeland security, and it goes on and on, like almost every category of government that you can think of has got these grant programs for developing new technologies within their space. (coughs) Excuse me. And then at the state level, um, we see the same kinds of things. So here's Arizona Commerce Authority, um, Arkansas Technology Transfer Assistance Grant, Colorado Export Development Grant. So, you know, Colorado, from their point of view as a state, if they're going to help a company sell more into California to Colorado, that's an export. So, even if you're looking at just growing a business and getting across a state line, not even having to deal with international trade, um, then, um, you know, some of these grant programs might qualify for you. Uh, DC, Idaho, Illinois, and the list goes on and on, you know, for all the different states. But if we come down here to the very bottom, And then there's local. Oh, I forgot about local. So what I've seen in the past is that cities themselves will sometimes have grant opportunities for business. And sometimes the city will have what's called a business improvement area or BIA, which again will have different grants. So close to where I live, there's a a downtown business improvement area and they collect a tiny little surplus property tax off of all the properties in the BIA district. And then what they do is they repurpose that money and they, they've come up, for example, with a, a common decor scheme for a downtown commercial street, with, which has many little shops on it. And they basically said, here are the color elements and we also want to introduce these wrought iron um, fence elements and signposts. And so what they've said to the businesses on the street is if you will redecorate your exterior and include some of these elements, then we will pay a percentage of those improvements. So the BIA's goal is to make the whole district more attractive and increase the traffic flow to that part of town. But for the businesses along there, if they want to put up a little bit of money to renovate their exterior, then they can get some money, grant money from the BIA. Again, in the first video, I said, it's really impossible to walk in off the street with empty pockets and just say give me money to have a business and have them hand you a huge amount of money most of the time when we're talking about these grant programs they're for incremental growth incremental expansion and a lot of them are meant to try to get you to spend some money as well as them putting in some money to achieve some goal that that of course the organization has but if we if we keep going through here through all of the local foundations we finally get to corporate. So, um, here's an example: uh, like the National Association for Self-Employed, they give away a couple of you know four thousand dollars grants every year, and it's Intuit, the tax prep people who do this. And then Federal Express, they give away twenty-five thousand dollars a year to ten small businesses nationwide to help grow small businesses. Etsy gives away money for to help people do creation for things that they sell on the Etsy site. Chase Bank supports a Main Street Business Foundation which gives away 20 grants of $150,000 each. So what I find is exciting is that these corporate sponsored grants seem to be bigger and you know they might be harder to get because there's fewer of them. But they seem more exciting to me. I would rather invest the time to go after one of these chase $150,000 grants than to spend a bunch of hours going through paperwork with some kind of government agency to try to get, um, you know, some sort of discount on my next employee's pay like the next wages. Cause that might, you know, the last person I know who went through that, you know, basically got eight grand. Right. And so, Yeah, it helps pay for the new person, but it was a lot of work and there's a lot of reporting that has to go on it. I mean, at the end of the day, is it worth it for the eight grand? Yes, it is. Um, These are more exciting to me. Uh, Marriott Hotel, a food concept where they actually help to pay for and they give you advice, space, advice to develop some kind of food and drink concepts. Um, A business pitch competition from Miller Lite. Sam's Club, Wells Fargo, Walmart, ExxonMobil. I mean, there's a lot of them here. And to me, that's, and then of course, there's another category here, small business grants for women. And then of course, we're talking about private foundations here. But again, a lot of these grants are targeted towards groups that are seen to be underrepresented in the ranks of entrepreneurs. So if you're in the States, this would be a good site for you to look at if you're looking to try to get some free money. So, Then I went over to this startups.co.uk site, which was also sent in by a a viewer. And again, it, it talks about grants and it talks about the type of grants and it talks about direct grants. And again, here, innovation. So new technology, local advice and support. So government agencies where there are advisors available to help people set things up and get going. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Hanwell, New Brunswick, and one of the people that attended the seminar I was doing was a small business advisor from a local small business development office, which was a government funded agency. And she was there to learn some of my techniques that she, in turn, will use with some of her clients. Um, and so that would be this kind of thing here that we're seeing uh, on this UK website um, business support networks, business support helplines, and then interestingly, um, in the UK, they have these different kinds of tax relief. So business rates relief, employment allowance. So this is going to help offset um, the source deductions or payroll taxes, as they're sometimes referred to. So sometimes if if a business wants to grow the number of employees, the, the amount that the business has to pay to the government over and above what you pay the employee can be prohibitive to growing. And so in the UK, they have A scheme here where you can actually get some of those um, payroll taxes reduced, and then actual corporate tax relief if you're investing in research and development. So, again, it's one of these four buckets, usually all the time. Um, On the next page here, uh, this is an EUbusiness.com slash funding website, and where they talk about business funding in the EU. And again, talking about different groups. So, there's small businesses non-government, young people, researchers, again, that technology thing, and farmers. Um, I know that that food security and food quality is a huge topic in the EU, and they have a lot of government programs involved in helping to support farmers and stuff. So um, one of the, yeah, this is another, e, this is the actual official EU website, um, and they talk about direct funding. And so the EU will do specific projects where they will have a call for proposals and they will wait for people to submit proposals and then they will tie a funding related to that specific project um, but then there's indirect funding where they have these different funds set up almost like investment funds so regional development fund and your social development cohesion fund agriculture again maritime and fishing again so technology, exports, things that are considered crucial to the mandate of the, of the state, you know, of the government to, to try to grow and enhance the well-being of the population. Um, one of the most fun things that I found while poking around in some of these websites was this. So they call it an Erasmus for Young Entrepreneurs. And again, this is on the EU's uh, website. And this to me is exciting because. If you're a young person, I've made videos before where I've said that young people should start businesses while they are not married, have no kids, and can still live at home in a socially acceptable fashion, like if they're 18 or 19 years old, um, because the the cost of failure is so low, right? So a young person can start a business, and if they fail, it's not the end of the world, right? And this program is actually an exchange program where new entrepreneurs, young people can find an entrepreneur in another EU country and go spend from one to six months with that other person and this program will help offset their living expenses and travel expenses, which I think is really cool because it would be just like apprenticing yourself to an entrepreneur and seeing what their actual life is like day to day, following them around, seeing what they're gonna be doing you'd have the opportunity to create that mentorship relationship and you'd be able to do it while getting a little bit of funding to help cover your living expenses. I I think this is an amazing kind of idea. And, you know, I'm not an EU taxpayer. So, I mean, I don't feel the, the other edge of the sword, you know, in having to, to pay for this thing. But I think that if my, son or daughter were 18 or 19 years old and they wanted to be in business and I had the opportunity to send them to another region um, to learn from another entrepreneur and spend some time with them, I think that they would come back with a lot of growth experience. And I think that would be a really cool idea. In fact, um, if you know a young person who could benefit from that kind of thing, I would almost try to create this opportunity myself, regardless of whether or not it existed as a as a government program. Um Just through tapping into other local sources, so for example, here in Canada, you know I used to be a member of the Kiwanis Club, and people would come to the Kiwanis Club with all kinds of different projects and if some young person came to us looking for a little bit of money because they wanted to spend six months in another province learning and working with an entrepreneur in order to start a business here locally and they wanted like a couple thousand dollars like that would be something we would look at um, as a club so. you know, somebody could develop this on their own and simply go looking for sources of financing amongst service clubs or other groups or even companies, you know, and ask for sponsorship in a local area. But I like this idea. So here, I'm going to stop the share. So I want to thank um, all of you who have replied. There've been a few of you over the last few weeks who have sent in some of these websites. Um, They are kind of fun, but at the end of the day, If you go down the pathway of looking for a a government grant or even a private sector grant to get money for your business, some of the things that you have to keep in the top of your mind are these: number one, um, they typically aren't going to give you all the money, so you either have to have a business going already, or you have to have some of your own money already to put in. And and typically they're for these specific categories. So if you're trying to develop an export market, or you're trying to you know grow a business in tourism or something like that, then chances are you may be able to access some of these programs. but if you're going to open a new dry cleaning store you know or a tire shop or something like that, a lot of these doors are probably going to be closed to you so um, if you buy a business that's already successful and you already have profits and then you you want to grow the business and you you spend a little bit of time looking at some of these things and maybe make an application, a submission and, and have an opportunity Then I would say, go for it, try to make it happen. But just like I always say that I don't feel it's necessarily wise to, to quit a job and start a business from scratch. I certainly wouldn't do one on the idea that you're going to be able to get money for that business through one of these grant programs. Um, I've just seen too many people spin their wheels for months and months and months on these things, trying to get some funding and some of them never end up getting anything and and sometimes they do get money but afterwards they they question whether it was really worth the effort or not if you're interested in getting into business and you want to do it the quick way by simply buying an already established profitable business then you should head on over to businessbuyeradvantage.com and that's where you're going to learn about that's where you're going to learn about how to buy a business and you can sign up for my um, nine and a half hour course on how to buy a business. And over the course of time, we've literally had hundreds of people sign up for this program. Here's businessbuyeradvantage.com. You can press play there, watch a video that I have, which is just about buying a business. Education talks about some of the books that I've written about how to buy a business. Training. This is the online course you take the training program and you will almost certainly be able to spot a bad deal when you start looking at businesses that are for sale. And when you go through the training program, if you still want more help from me, the next best thing to do is to sign up for business buyer adventure, which is my group coaching program. We meet three times a month. Plus there's special expert content that comes in there. Um, basically the monthly cost is the cost of spending an hour with me. Tremendous value. And, uh, You know, the people that are in the group are making great progress today towards achieving their goals of actually buying a small business that they're going to take over and run. So with that, we'll see you later and have a great week. Cheers.